0: Hi friends, I'm Purdy And I am Megan. Welcome to Project Friend. Join us as we reconnect our long distance
1: friendship. And delve into all things life and experiences, both funny and more meaningful.
0: So grab your cup of something sweet and let's dive in. It's beginning to feel a lot <laughs> like Christmas. Now that you've told me that I don't have a too bad voice, now I feel like I'm putting on a voice because I feel the pressure. Oh no, I've ruined singing for you. Lord, it's <laughs> beginning to feel a lot like, like Christmas. Christmas. The big question of the day is, have you been naughty or have you been nice? Naughty. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, friend. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? I've been naughty doing? this year and nice. Tell me about the naughty, though. I'm at war with a neighbor, which is not very nice.
1: But I am also very nice. But, you know, it's just Why? so interesting.
0: This is juicy, like Desperate Housewives Wisteria Lane stuff. Tell me more. So this is interesting.
1: Like, I know Christmas, I say, stereotypes good and naughty and nice. We are all naughty and all nice. Boom.
0: No, over. I'm not naughty. It's not true. Lies have been told and now you are on the naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know some of the bad habits you spoke about. Hmm? Brent? <laughs> I think we should have a project friend, naughty and nice. Have you been nifty or nebulous this year? I like that. I might have just Googled two adjectives starting with N. <laughs> nifty and Nebulous. And then I also put in brackets like nifty means effective and nebulous means you've been a bit hazy and confused. And I can confirm that we've been both. Yeah, we have both been hazy and confused and a bit nifty. Totally
1: effective. Definitely.
0: I love the Nifty 2 growth mindset slash self-growth mentors. Nifty and Nebulous near you. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) I love that. We should make t-shirts out of this.
1: Not naughty and nice. We should. Nifty
0: and Nebulous. Nifty
1: and Nebulous. With Project Friend. And I'm Nebulous in the front and Nifty at the back.
0: (gasps) Like fabulous. (laughs) Nebulous. I love it. (laughs) T-shirts coming soon. In the name of Corny Mrs. Claus and I'm the reindeer, there's one thing missing today and of course that is the gifts so in the name of good puns we are going to slay this recording (laughs) with a gift that keeps on giving, okay let's dive straight in before this gets any worse yeah we're digressing, if Megan brings up puns after a song, we know we're going downhill, (laughs) then we know we're going uphill, yes, I'm just going to, to put those words in your mind so the festive season is coming up and we are very excited today, if you can't tell already, to be discussing the festive season what some worries and concerns might be for some what's your favorite meal how do you go about the holidays without feeling guilty and also talking about gift giving gift receiving etc so we've got a lot to unpack and i thought a good place to start is to ask what your favorite part of the festive season is
1: food over christmas oh i love it my family I don't, I don't think this is a tradition for most people, but for my family, this is a tradition. My gran makes pecan pie with brandy sauce. And it is just so delicious. And there's like this like little tradition that my gran would make the brandy sauce and then my uncles would come in and taste it and then be like, oh, there's not enough brandy in here. And then she'd hide the sauce and they'd find the sauce and they'd doctor the sauce. they put too much <laughs> brandy in and it becomes like this whole
0: thing. Every
1: Christmas is exactly the same. And I love it.
0: I love it. I have to say that my mom loves making a fruitcake during Christmas, but we always laugh because she makes a potent fruitcake. Best you know that if you're going to eat some of that fruitcake, you are going to be holly jolly for Christmas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is the type of Christmas cakes we like.
0: We do. We do. A Christmas cake with a kick.
1: So, what is your favorite thing about Christmas?
0: I think it's a culmination of things. So definitely for me, December means end of year and end of a very hard working year in terms of the career that I'm in. And it means passing over a class of children to the next teacher, which then brings in this huge sense of relief. And it almost to me is like the interim between the stress that you've endured in that year to get them to develop, to grow, to instill confidence in them and self-assurance and all that. So you've put all this hard work in and then it's a final moment of like, I can actually breathe before I start up that crazy again. My favourite thing about this time of year is definitely in South Africa, it's summer. So it's spending time on the beach, it's letting my hair down, waking up without the alarm clock being set. There's just something about knowing there's going to be a solid long break ahead of me and I get to just embrace it. So I'm now living in the north of Europe,
1: so it's cold now and... They've got the Christmas lights up. Everybody's in these big puffy coats and scarves and hats and it's cold. And it's like people drinking coffee or hot chocolate and it's, and the sun goes down quite late and it does, it does have that like, I don't know. I have this really strange theory that every country in the world has a different smell and every country in the world has a different feeling in the air. And then that being said, different times of the year have different feelings And Christmas definitely has that feeling. Something about it, like je I don't know what it is. It's something in the air that feels different. But you can feel it. You know it's Christmas because you can stick your head out the window and you can smell it. As crazy
0: as that sounds. Don't you think? I agree. And I have to say that it's just something about trying to pinpoint what my favorite part of this time of year is. Because it is. It's just a feeling. It's a feeling about the festivity of getting ready for what's to come, the, the winter break, the summer break for me, there's just something I can't explain about it. But in saying that, you have obviously lived in South Africa, and you know that Christmas here is in summer, whereas you're experiencing it in winter. Do you have a preference? That is such a good question. I mean,
1: I'm a, obviously... You and I talk about the weather quite often. Or should I say I complain about being
0: cold quite often.
1: I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure which one's more, more talk real. about the
0: weather all the time, you yeah, know. missiles, Claws and reindeer <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> I love the summer weather. Like I love being hot. So when I was growing up, summer obviously was Christmas. So we would be in the pool and our swimming costumes. It was bright, it was running around, it was hot being in Europe in winter and I've spent winter in like Chicago I've spent winter in many places that snow a lot it's very different there is something magical about a white Christmas but it's magical for about like four days and then I want to go back to see the sunshine so I'm not sure I mean you spent Christmas in Georgia what do you think which one do you prefer
0: I would say the same so I mean I love when I think of Christmas and I think of hot summer's day and then cool evenings the family braai us running around in our cozies eating watermelon like just a very summery Christmas but in saying that I have experienced that winter Christmassy feel and I remember when we arrived in Georgia the lights in the streets were something that I cannot explain incredible and it was like my hallmark eight-year-old movie self was living her dream i was like this is it kids i am done ticking off my bucket list because it was so beautiful and so magical i love a summer festive season and a winter christmas oh yeah that's very very true i totally agree with you putting on our coats having like wine and good food and songs the
1: markets it's very very different A christmas market in europe is something that you would you have to experience in order to like understand the feeling of it it's very unique and something i think everybody should strive for or hope to see at least once in their life
0: definitely so that is on my bucket list you know I've got a thing for hallmark movies yes okay I'm going to come clean here I will say I do love myself a hallmark movie but I also am very aware that it's very corny and I can also predict exactly what's going to happen so I'm also sitting there busy preempting what he's about to say to her when he chases after her from New York because she's gone to the little town where she's quit her high end job and she's now living (laughs) as somebody that works at a Christmas market so I actually can fully predict what's going to happen and I see the corniness in it. I think it has to do with the feeling. I recall at home we had very few channels on our TV because we never really watched much TV and one of those channels was ETV and Saturday afternoons and Sunday afternoons when my rents used to have their like RV sleep which I was like sleepings for the birds and now in retrospect while I'm adulting going I'm a bird (laughs) (laughs) I need a nap I'm a bird now we used to watch like these Christmas corny hallmark ETV slash SABC movies that they used to play like it always either it was like to do with dogs like there was always a pack of dogs in the winter snow of some sorts or it was like the corny romantic hallmark movie
1: I remember once I was in Monaco for Christmas and they, they go all out along the waterfront. They have like all of these Christmas stalls and there's like people selling hot chocolate and churros and it's absolutely amazing. And they have these beautiful like stands that sell glass Christmas bowls and stuff. And Chris and I were, <laughs> so embarrassing. Chris and I were walking and it was like so magical and the lights all twinkly. The lights look different. And on top of one of this like little stand was a full nativity scene, life-size nativity scene. And we were standing, looking at it, going, "Wow, that's really impressive." And Megan, the sheep, turned its head and looked at me like this. What? <laughs> I freaked out. I screamed, I like, "There's a sheep on that building!" And everyone turned and stared at me. They were robots. No. <laughs> they were all animated, Are you like life-size me? animated. I got looked at by a sheep, freaked me out. Not every time wow. I see an interview to the and I say, Chris, I'm like, yeah. I'm remember that time. Remember that time. <laughs> so, what makes it feel like officially holiday for you? Is there like moments? moment? I imagine when your kids walk out the door and you're like,
0: actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm very much somebody that has been very intentional about actually switching off for the holidays. And I think it is important at this time of year to find ways to do that if you don't find it easy so for me I feel like I'm officially on holiday when I switch my alarm clock off which is a biggie for me because you know I'm a five o'clock girl who wakes up every day whether that be weekend or week at five o'clock and I switch my alarm off and then when I start to break my routine of getting up at five doing certain things at certain time of day that's when I know I am fully relaxed but it's a funny feeling because I almost, like, I have to have a good clear out of my space. I love doing that. I put really festive music on. I clean my place. I check out things that are, like, of 2022, especially those, like, things you've been hanging on because you might need them this year, but you really don't. Like spring cleaning? But summer summer Christmas
1: cleaning, we'll call it. Yes, okay. like
0: a summer clean. And then that next morning, I can feel like it's actually the holidays how are you planning to officially cut from work and go into i'm on holiday mode
1: so it's interesting so chris gets his big holiday in summer so most people in europe take their like month-long holiday in summer so that the weather's nice they go somewhere so christmas holiday they'll take like a thursday and on a monday over a weekend And it's like five days off. It's not a, it's not a real thing. But for me, Christmas is Christmas when I eat a mince pie, which to be honest, if I had a mince pie right now, I'd be like, Ooh, mince pies. When
0: last I'm going to go and get myself a mince pie this (laughs) afternoon.
1: (laughs) No, post me one. They don't do them here.
0: But yeah, I like
1: when Christmas on holiday, I make, or on weekends, I make a really big point not to work. So I don't, I don't even turn on my computer. So I feel like it's a holiday when he takes a holiday because then it's like him and I spend all of our time together. But I think if you do work from home, it's very, very tempting to be like, I'll just like check my emails. Or if you are self-employed, just to be like, oh, I just need to keep up with my social media or whatever. So if you need to do that for your business, make a plan to have pre-stuff organized, scheduled, so you don't need to look at it. Or deliberately take a break because if you don't you can very easily fall into the trap of feeling like you've actually not relaxed at all this year.
0: I totally agree and it's so funny because sometimes even over the weekends I'll open my laptop for one thing that I'm like I just need to get that off my to-do list and two three hours later And I'm still busy I feel like it really just opens that can of worms in a sense sense. getting yourself into a good routine of being intentional about actually taking a break is good for you as well and whether that be putting off your emails that are work-related or scheduling when you will be on your phone and not or just breaking the cycle to me breaking the habit of what you would normally do when it's a work week I think it's also important just to feel like you're actually on holiday.
1: Plan to feel that way. Don't just be like, oh, I'm going to just let it happen organically because you know that you're going to fall into the cycle of just carrying on, carrying on. Be intentional with your doing nothing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. So what is your favorite like typical Christmas food and desserts that you guys have over Christmas? Because I think everyone around the world has something quite like niche to their own family
0: a lot of the food is related to it being summer here and so we would have something like cold meats or little things that you can pick off and put on your plate Um, and some years we've actually bride as well so very summer south african appropriate i would say
1: that is so interesting so my family is very um, western traditional in that sense so we'll have a turkey roast potatoes the ham with the like little pineapple and cherry things that looks like a Hedgehog that ran through a flower bush. So talking about like what we eat on christmas, which is so different I did a little bit of a mind melt and I thought what would be so fun was to look at what other Interesting traditions that people do from around the world that are very different to our own cultural traditions so Should we just share i'll read some to you and you read some to me of some of these like fascinating things
0: They are fascinating and some really cute ideas as well.
1: Absolutely. So there's one in Ukraine and it's called a cobweb Christmas. And Ukrainians decorate their trees with like spider webs made out of like wool and string. And the tradition goes back to a folklore where a poor widow couldn't afford to decorate the Christmas tree. And the legend said that the spiders like took pity on the family and they spun on these beautiful webs around the Christmas tree which the children woke up on Christmas and they were obviously so excited about. And spiders are now actually considered good luck in the Ukrainian culture. Isn't that
0: fascinating? Oh, It's so fascinating. Obviously, you've watched Charlotte's Web.
1: Yes, I I think I read it when I I was in grade three.
0: I love love it. it. And after that, I love myself a spider. So in Japan, they call it a KFC Christmas. So that was based off of... A marketing campaign that was released in 1974, and it was a KFC marketing campaign. So, although Japan doesn't celebrate the actual Christmas national holiday, they do head to KFC for a Christmas Eve meal. How interesting! I don't know what you like, but I'm not a big takeout girl. Oh, I'm a Nando's girl, Make. Make are Nando. you a nando's girl <laughs> i
1: haven't had nando's in so long
0: do you oh, know that i nando's. have only been to nando's once in my life oh my gosh it's i so know and i'm not a big fan <gasps> i really am not <laughs> so in germany they hide a pickle somewhere within the branches of a tree and then they give a gift to whichever child in the household finds it Do you think it's a real pickle or is it like an ornament of pickle? I would assume that it's an ornament, but this did get me thinking because there is such a debate on the internet about who loves a pickle on their hamburger. And so many people eat pickles straight out of the jar as well. And it's, I think, it's become part of like the Instagram aesthetics. If you can sit on your kitchen counter, needs to be a marble top and then you can eat your pickles out of the jar while talking to TikTok. That, to me, like, gets so many views. So there's something about the pickle in the jar.
1: I can eat a whole jar of pickles out of the jar. You can?
0: I love pickles. I love pickles, but I'm not, I'm not, like, I don't need to sit on the counter and eat them all out of the jar fan. I could be so about that life. So you know what? I'm actually super stoked. You and I, in our final Project Friend episode, have just realized that there are some major differences between the two of us. <laughs> so <he's taking> the
1: <laughs> and it's all to do with
0: food. <laughs> it's all to do with pickles and Nandos. Pickles and
1: Nandos. Absolutely. It must like be something you like that I'm
0: like, mm, no thanks.
1: So there's another one it's in Iceland. It's called the Yule Cat. So a giant cat is said to roam the snowy countryside at Christmas. And traditionally, farmers would use the Yule Cat as an incentive for their, their workers. So those who were hard workers would receive like a new set of clothes. And now it's actually customary in Iceland for everybody to get new clothes for Christmas.
0: I love that. I love hearing stories where it is, it's become a tradition over years, but where it is like a time of actually giving back.
1: I remember that there was this one Christmas where I went from receiving toys the year before to where I started receiving clothes for Christmas. And it was like I grew up in that year because i no longer got any toys for christmas i got clothes
0: i can definitely recall my sister getting clothes for the first time for christmas it was this big pack of mad dog clothes which was so popular at the time and i definitely recall thinking that is an absolute adulting gift talking of which can you recall believing in father christmas or sort of what that memory was for you as a child around father christmas
1: can recall believing in Father Christmas. Um, my my sisters have this like wonderful story that I used to leave out like a little glass of whiskey and like a little mince pie. For, you for and Santa. the whiskey. I, I come from a whiskey family. It's this is brilliant, It's genetic. I tell you,
0: and a whiskey family. <laughs> you
1: flick your hair. A whiskey family. And there was like a little, like a little carrot for Rudolph. And I woke up so excited on Christmas morning running down the corridor and my sister Natalie was like mom and dad haven't like drunk the whiskey and like eaten the cookie and like thrown away the carrots so it was still sitting there so I would run into the room thinking that Santa hadn't come so she tackled me while my older sister Sam ran into the room she like shoved the cookie in her mouth threw the carrot out the window and then she sat there with this whiskey and she was like what do I do with this so she drank it like shot of whiskey and then put it down and i came like fighting my other sister (laughs) got up and i ran into the room and i was like santa came and she's got this (laughs) mouthful of
0: like whiskey cookie and she had the best christmas morning i can promise you that there's something magical about that time in your life that your imagination allows you to believe that that is fully happening
1: do you remember figuring it out like when you learned that it wasn't real
0: I can recall that very moment So it was the night before Christmas Oh what a bad
1: time to find out
0: Such a bad time So I had come across a few gifts in the house And so I had a little bit of a suspicion And my brother and I at this point were sharing a room And I remember him laughing and saying Like it was almost We were almost just about to fall asleep And he was like Do you know that Father Christmas isn't real And that it's actually mom and dad and I can remember feeling so mortified <laughs> so this time of year a lot of people go on holiday a lot of people have been in a good cycle of some sort of health goals that they've had and I think oftentimes people go on holiday and then they feel guilty about not sticking within their health routine that they had during the year or eating a little bit more than usual or wanting to eat the dessert or eat seconds or whatever it m- might be for an individual. And I think for some people, it is associated with feelings of guilt. And obviously, as a intuitive eating coach, I would love some advice from you. So I love,
1: love this kind of like question because so many people label food as either good food or bad food. So like over holidays, you eat a lot of the air quotes, bad foods you know it's the cookies and it's the pies and it's the cakes and it's too much wine in my case whiskey or brandy sauce so when we label food as either good food or bad food we have assigned a moral onto those foods so when I eat a bad food I am now bad which elicits feelings of guilt and shame and when I eat a good food I now feel good about myself So then I have positive emotions. There is no such thing as good food and bad food. There is foods that we should eat more of and foods that we should eat less of. So when you can take away the stigma, the label, and you and I love the word label, that you've placed onto food, you're not placing that label onto yourself when you eat it. So taking away that label between good food and bad food over the Christmas holidays will absolutely change how much guilt and shame you feel when you indulge in those things
0: wow that's so well put and i think for a lot of people it's also the label that they've placed on that food they place on themselves in
1: do not label food good or bad it's just eat more of different groups i
0: feel like christmas
1: or holidays is the time to sort of be kind to yourself and in that sense just letting yourself, I say letting yourself go. I mean, like, ugh, I'm not thinking of, like, my baby
0: <laughs> rolling out my pants. Let it go. I mean, <laughs> Let it, go. <laughs> just, it is the time of unbuttoning those jeans. Yes. Yeah,
1: unbuttoning those jeans, Christmas lunch. But just to be a little bit kinder to yourself over that break. Because you are not going to look back over your life and be like oh you know I'm so proud of myself I didn't need a second helping of Christmas cake
0: I agree and it's important to be so mindful at this time of year especially of where your thoughts might go so I think it's important to recognize that at this time of year you might feel conflicted because you might have grown up with these amazing memories you think so fondly of Christmas time or family gatherings and as you saw those family gatherings with this childlike view, you've now grown up and you're starting to see things or things have come to light that might trigger you when it comes to family events or there might be feelings that it brings up. Um, Every family is so different and every family, to me, I think of there's so many experiences that families have, but also As a family you've experienced things, so for example, it might be loss, but you've also experienced things individually. And as you've grown up and everybody's gone on their own path and own chapter, everybody's also dealt with something so different. And so oftentimes when we do come back together as a family, it does bring up a lot of emotion for some people and it can also trigger you. I think it's important to realize in saying that that those memories are still the fond memories and they can still be from your childlike view. And that you can almost detach that from knowing that now as an adult, it doesn't bring up the same memories and it's not the same, which talks into something that we've often spoken about, which is there's mourning and that's the loss of somebody, but there's also mourning of like a chapter or a season in your life. And I feel like there's also mourning of memories.
1: Absolutely. And I think Christmas is probably the biggest time that brings up the mourning of the loss of a season in your life. But I think... As much as those memories are painful, I think you can actively make the decision to be like, I'm going to be upset about the things in my life that have changed that I can't experience again, so like the childlike Christmas, or I can look at this as and I can make new memories with maybe different people or new memories with the same people but now in a different phase of our relationships. So it is the kind of conscious step of moving forward and knowing that what you're experiencing isn't as good as something that you've had in the past, because let's be honest, Christmas as a child is the best and no one can ever get that back. But you can still create happy memories, irrespective of where you are and where you are in relationships if those relationships have changed. Do you have some little tips for people who might struggle over Christmas?
0: So one tip which you and I absolutely love, and we often talk about this, is boundaries, 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 and boundaries are really just a clear way of setting expectations, of telling people what you expect in terms of how you're being treated, but also it talks to what and how you respect yourself, because it tells people this is how I won't be treated. And I think something that's important to mention here is that boundaries don't need to be instilled only when boundaries are needed. You can start instilling boundaries before you even go on this Christmas or festive season break. I totally agree.
1: And I think one of the biggest and easiest but most difficult boundary to put in place is just to say no. So if you're overextended and stressed, you need to be able to say no. I can't come to this party or no, I can't cook that meal or no, I can't do this. One of the best boundaries is saying no, especially over Christmas because it's supposed to be this best of family feeling that you feel like you can't actually just say no because you might be perceived as the difficult one but putting that boundary in place will protect you and will ultimately dictate how you feel over the Christmas period.
0: I agree and I think saying no without the feelings of guilt is also really important because it's all good and well we say no and then during that time that everybody's meeting you sitting there feeling guilty for not going but say no and then intentionally do something for yourself in that time that will help you to feel better if you are feeling overwhelmed. So go for that walk, do something for yourself and enjoy it.
1: And I think, like, taking time for yourself. So, especially if you're being surrounded by family, so you're staying at someone else's house, or people are staying with you, taking little moments for yourself to de stress and regroup is such a great idea. And this can look like taking the trash out and spending five minutes standing outside or spending a little bit of time in your room. Moments like that kind of like de-emotionalize us so we are not so emotionally reactive for people being in our space that taking those little times can actually make you so much happier that you don't want to then get in an argument just because you're annoyed with people being in your space all the time.
0: I absolutely love that. And something that I think is really helpful in that way is... If you and your partner your husband, for example, are going to see family, I think it's important then also to prioritise time for the two of you, even though you are within this gathering. So that could mean a walk or it could mean a drive somewhere. It just gives the two of you also a sense of getting time to breathe. But also, like you said, it becomes less of a reactive holiday and festive season and more of you actually have time to reflect And to have that self-talk with one another and then to go back to the situation, feeling more at peace around how you're going to respond, what you'd like to say next. Because for some, it is really an hour-by-hour event where you're trying to think what you're going to say next, how you're going to react, what's going to be said to you. It can be a highly stressful time. It can be a highly stressful time.
1: And one of the next great tips that I love
0: is have
1: a plan for an event. So if people are not staying at your house and you're going to someone else's house for Christmas or for someone else's for an event and you do feel emotionally charged in a situation, have an exit strategy planned. So you feel less stress about being there because you know that you're not actually stuck there. So having like a little quick out or a little way to get out of a situation if a conversation goes to a direction you don't want to talk about or you don't feel like being there anymore. That will help you feel less stressed, so you actually are more likely to enjoy it if you actually make an exit strategy before you even get there.
0: That's a great suggestion, and I think it makes you feel more at ease going into it, so you can actually enjoy yourself.
1: I think one, another great tip would be actually focusing on the meaning of this holiday for you.
0: When I think of December, you know, you've had this year, and oftentimes you haven't spent the year seeing a lot of the people that you do see during the festive season. And so there's oftentimes this build up of either anger or tension or small things that you're busy mulling over. Or even mulling over the possibilities of what the festive season together could be like. And that, I think, can become a very unhealthy habit. When you do start anticipating in your head or playing out stories of how somebody could say something and how you respond and I'm saying this because I realize that for many people there is fear going into festive, the festive season because of certain conversations that might come up so I think perspective and mindset play a major major role yeah, and being open to the perspective of what's in control or in your control and what's out of your control I can control my own thoughts and I can control my mindset, but I can't control how somebody else responds to me or what they say.
1: That is such great advice. Like your mindset honestly is everything. I think that's one of the hardest things about Christmas holidays is that like we are confronted with things in our family dynamic that we might have been putting off for so long. But knowing what you can and cannot control really does affect your mood and it also affects how you approach the situation
0: definitely and what are you consuming during the holidays is as important when it comes to mindset so if you're spending a lot of time in the holidays on social media (laughs) i am seriously seriously concerned about you and your whiskey (laughs) and if you are following the influencer that is living a very dreamy looking christmas and you are feeling very lonely, or it's not feeling as dreamy because of perhaps the circumstances of your gathering, I think it's important that you remember the perspective of an influencer's job, and it's their job to give you good content that is beautifully aesthetic and that brings you the best of the Christmas cheer. And that perspective will also help you just to realize that everybody's got their stuff going on at Christmas time.
1: Yeah, I think you put a post on Instagram I was like, don't compare your real life to someone else's like Instagram real life, especially Christmas holidays, because I think everyone loves to portray that family unit, that beautiful feeling where I think how so many people struggle with exactly what you've just
0: described. Okay, so in the name of our first year of Project Friend. And our last episode for the year, do you have any final thoughts to share?
1: I think my final thoughts would be, you honestly are capable of creating anything, if you create it with intention, if you create it with authenticity. And I am so excited for what's ahead, but I'm also so grateful for this last year. Because, wow, what a learning curve.
0: What a learning curve. You've basically summed up my exact thoughts. You are capable of amazing things. And we can only but say that because we started this year off with what was a dream at the time. We threw ourselves completely into this dream of ours. And now we are getting to really live the dream of doing what we absolutely love. And that is being the self-growth mentors who get to share our journey with you. We get to laugh. We have reconnected our friendship after years of not chatting or seeing each other. And for that, I am so, so grateful. I'm really going into the end of this year with such a grateful heart. I am as well. I feel, I feel like a balloon in my chest.
1: Isn't that just kind of like the purpose of life? That joy and that experience, that authenticity.
0: Absolutely. And I love that we have turned something that started 12 years ago Something we would never have imagined for ourselves 12 years later, the two of us recording a podcast together. I love that we've turned an experience into something that the two of us would have appreciated back then. We get to be the people that
1: we would have been proud of and would have needed. And if that's not just serendipitous of being on a path, a correct path to finding your purpose, then I don't know what is
0: i am super excited about next year we have got so many amazing ideas coming to project friend we have got amazing topics that we have started looking into and i feel so good about 2023 i'm so excited so
1: friend do we have a question or a challenge for this final final episode
0: we absolutely do so not only is our platform one where we can connect and one where we can take on our own self-growth journey, but one where we can grow together. This week, we'd like to challenge you to be more present, no puns here, in whatever situation you create for yourself this Christmas. Just be present. I absolutely love that.
1: So friends, thank you for joining us today. And as always, embrace the pace of your own journey and give yourself time to grow because you are capable of amazing things.
0: Yes you are and please join us again next week and interact with our social media posts so that we can get to know you better too and don't forget to hit that subscribe button and let's journey together. Friend, I feel like this is a fitting time to say thank you to absolutely everybody that has journeyed with us this year and a big thank you to you, my partner in crime in Project Friend for just an amazing year
1: oh you're making me want to cry (laughs) you know this has been the best best adventure and i couldn't have thought about doing it with anyone else but you so thank you friend
0: no i am so so grateful oh i love you lots friend love you too bye bye merry christmas merry christmas